What's up guys and welcome back to my gaming news podcast whether you're watching this live over on Twitch if you're watching this on YouTube or any of the audio platforms this is available on I think we're on Spotify and iTunes at the moment so this has been my first podcast since before Christmas so I hope everyone had a great Christmas period and had a brilliant new year and have some positive things to look forward to in 2022 so I hope you all got some nice gifts as well I will be mentioning some of the things I uh, got for Christmas gaming wise which uh, have a lot to talk about so first of all let's get into what I've been playing recently before we get into any of the news so uh, I haven't actually been playing that much new from the last time we spoke but I've uh, probably got a few different things to speak about the things I am playing so uh, most importantly I think I've got hooked back on Persona 5 Royale again. I said previously in the last episode, I think, that uh, I started playing it, I got a fair few hours into it, and I kind of just put it down. I started playing all the Final Fantasy games, and I'm well and truly hooked back on it now, and it's such a good game. It's such a game that makes you live out your life as if you were one of the characters in the story. It's a constant battle between picking and choosing what to do with your time in the game because it is on a sort of counting down story premise if you get me so you have to live out each day until you get through the, the year which means going to school hanging out with friends discovering mysteries finding out the the story and having time to go into the dungeons and fight monsters and grind so just like real life it is a constant struggle on trying to use your time wisely in the game and I think it's actually quite quite hooking in that way you have to kind of maximize what you're going to be doing in the day and it's very immersive I think KDB in the chat here we were talking recently about games that you are immersed in and I said Red Dead Redemption 2 and now thinking about it, Persona 5 is quite an immersive game because you have to kind of uh, live out your day by spending your time going to restaurants and meeting friends in the cinema and hanging out with them and discussing their troubles and just figuring out what you want to do on every day to maximize your sort of xp and your link between the characters it's quite hard uh, especially when you have so many different uh, characters that you have to make bonds with and there's all these these different love interests in the game that you have to decide whether you want to uh, ditch one day to go and see a different one it's it's quite it's quite brutal in a way because you have a phone in the game and it pops up with uh, instant messages all the time and it'll be three different people, four people and they're all asking you to do something and you have to decide who you want to spend time with or completely just ignore all of them and go and go to a, a bookstore and buy a book or do anything. You, you, it's you, kind of your oyster. It's not exactly free roam but there is a lot of different things you can do in the game and yeah, I'm just having a really good time playing Persona 5 Royale again. So uh, I'm about 60 hours in and... Uh, it doesn't feel like I'm that far through the story and I believe it's about 120 hours if you do want to uh, complete it so I've got a long way to go but like I said I'm really enjoying it and I can't wait to see where it goes and by the time I've finished it Persona 6 is probably going to be announced so I'll have something to be excited again for. Next up we are going to be talking about Halo Infinite because last time I was saying how much I was enjoying the game and I was getting through the story and uh, I, I, I didn't put too much time into it at that point and with the Christmas period and having some time off I managed to actually put a lot of hours into the game I would say I probably put in about 15 plus hours I would say at least and uh, I managed to get all of the side content done I got all of the FOB bases I got all of the the sort of special weapons you can get from taking down the the targets, the enemy targets that are on the map. I got all of the big bases, and basically I did the majority of the game 
besides finding skulls and maybe some other collectibles, a few data pads and things, I did most of it. And I had about, I'd want to say two or three story missions left. And something really bad happened to my, my game. Um, we were playing on the PC and my girlfriend tried to sign in with her controller and it was still linked up to my computer. And for some reason it signed me out of the game. And this is a common bug that I've heard that I've been hearing a lot of people have had where it signs you out of the game into their account or something along those lines and it actually deleted my save. Uh, I tried to load back in and my character was just kind of floating around and spinning around like it was glitched. So I quit out, quit, tried to come back in and it just would not let me load back in. So um, I tried a fair few things to get it working but I just don't think it's possible. When I look at my save to continue, it says the level that I'm on but it says I've only been playing for 10 seconds. I think it says 10 seconds or 10 minutes and it's just 0%. So I'm really, really hoping that Bungie can fix this and somehow restore at least the level I was up to because I wouldn't mind going back through the game and just playing for the story, but the whole sort of premise of Halo Infinite is that you build up all these bases and you have all these unlockables. So I was driving around in a wasp to get all of the rest of the collectibles easy and fast. So I was to play it again. I can't see myself putting myself through just getting all of those collectibles and unlocking all those bases again. So it's it's really uh, it's really quite annoying. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to just not try and do anything with the save now. I'm going to hold out hope for Bungie to make some miracle fix so I can continue playing. Or if not, I know they are making the co-op patch eventually and they're going to be adding ray tracing to the game as well so i'm just going to kind of uh, bite my tongue here and hold out and hopefully either we get a fix or enough time has passed where i feel like going back into the game with some prettier enhanced visuals and uh, the the opportunity to play it with friends as well so it's quite a bit of a bummer because i was getting close to the end of the story as well but there's there's nothing i can really do about it now but just that's a word of warning for anyone who has multiple controllers on an xbox system or pc for that fact um try not to turn on multiple controllers or link any other controllers that are linked to different accounts because it can destroy your save and uh, if i would have played for another maybe one hour or two hours that night before that happened, I would have finished the game and I would have none of this would have been a problem. But yeah, just had to put that out there that my uh, Halo save is gone. Oh my God, your save devastating. Yep, KDB, it was it was devastating. I thought when it happened, I was like, oh, it'd be fine. It, it's just the PC. I'm gonna go downstairs and play on the Xbox, and my save's gonna be there. It's gonna load in. It's gonna be fine. Tried it on the Series X. Tried it on the Series S. Gone. What happens is you press continue and it says three, two, one, countdown to load into the game and then nothing happens. It's just stuck. So I'm screwed basically. Okay, next up, uh, I also mentioned this one last time around is that I was gonna be playing Skyrim Anniversary Edition. I'm not playing the game in years. I'd only ever finish it the one time. And over the Christmas period, I had nearly two weeks off and I put 20 plus hours into the game. Uh, I've basically pushed all my other games to the the side which I should really be playing because I've played Skyrim before and I've started playing Skyrim again and I put 20 hours in so uh, I'm having a blast with it again it's sort of just reminding me how how good that game is and how sort of the mechanics and everything are so addictive you just want to get the next level or the next skill point basically you're constantly trying to switch it up and 
uh, find ways to get your better smithing skills so you can get better armor or using a bow or just swapping out between all of your skills i mean a lot of people play it by just having a, a complete character build of i'm going to be a mage I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and they follow through with it. Whereas me, I try to try and get as many of the skills covered as possible. I like to be a jack-of-all-trades, uh, hopefully a master of all of them after 300 hours of gameplay, but that's another question. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do this playthrough, whether I just blast through the story and then work on my skills, or uh, whether I should just kind of work on my skills and do it as I please basically whenever i feel like doing a quest i'll do a quest if i feel like blacksmithing and getting some ores and uh, mining then i'll just do that whenever so far that is how i have been playing it but i'm um, having a blast playing it again it really does hold up and yeah i can't wait to see just the next bethesda game essentially i'm really hoping that fallout 4 gets its own sort of remaster or at least a a next gen patch to make it run say 4k 60 frames a second i did play it on pc first time originally but uh, i would love the opportunity to just sit back on the couch and play fallout 4 again because i never played the dlc for it there will be something fallout related in the news section as well and i've just realized that i've not been changing my pictures here for the visual viewers although they are mostly pictures from last stream so um I don't have pictures for these ones, but I'm just going to mention a couple of things that I did get for Christmas, which is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I think it's all Rift Apart, and Returnal. These are two PlayStation exclusives that I really want to be playing for a long time. Um, I'm going to probably wait until I finish Persona, but I got both of those, so that is me uh, busy on PlayStation for a while once I do get around to playing them. Really like the look of Returnal. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea with it being more of a roguelike, but it's got some horror aspects to it and it just looks like it's a phenomenal phenomenal showcase for the PlayStation 5. And I've not actually played many games on the PS5 um, besides maybe even Demon's Souls that had adaptive triggers and um, the the dual sense, like, what's it called? When it makes noises and vibrates and all that kind of thing, I've not actually played much, so I'm looking forward to actually doing that because I've had it for a year now and I haven't really had much of a chance to check out the dual senses capabilities. So KDB said, Nuka World DLC for Fallout was superb, very big. Yeah, I remember that one coming out and I remember being being pretty hyped for it, but I just I didn't play the other DLCs beforehand, so in my logic I was thinking I need to play them in order, which is probably what I'm going to do. So I do have the, the Game of the Year edition of it, on PC anyway, so we will see. I do want to play Fallout 4 again. I also want a Fallout 3 remaster and a new Vegas remaster. Why not? So next up is probably the, the biggest sort of story for about what I've been playing because it's been something that I've never experienced before, and that is VR. I got a Oculus Quest or a Meta Quest 2 for Christmas. Um, like I said, I've never tried VR, and I've always sort of been intrigued about it. I've always wanted to try it, but I've just never had the opportunity to. And um, the only opportunity would have been back then to maybe get a PlayStation VR, but it didn't seem like it was up to scratch technically uh, compared to some of the PC ones. And some of the PC ones were ridiculously priced as well. And I just didn't have the hardware at the time. But um, with the, the Quest being sort of all in the headset, you don't need anything else to use it. You don't need it to be plugged into a fancy computer 
uh, you can do all of the headset and uh, I've been having a, a blast with that thing. It's taken me a while to get the, the thing working with Wi-Fi because I have been playing a lot of PC games on it where you do have to be either hooked up with a cable or th via Wi-Fi. And for some reason, my Virgin router was just having lots of trouble with it. I was having a lot of lag. That could just be my router or my setup. But I, I, what I did is I bought a new Wi-Fi 6 router and ever since that, uh, the problem has basically gone away and it's been pretty seamless it's not 100% perfect via wireless but it's been very playable and the experience has been really fun so uh, on the headset I've only really played a, a few games that are native to the oculus quest which is Resident Evil 4 and Beat Saber Beat Saber has been a blast that's a good way to uh, lose some of those Christmas pounds and Resident Evil 4 is just wild like that was the the first thing I played on it and it was just kind of blowing me away the way that you can essentially when you put the headset on you are it's first person you are being Leon Kennedy so when you look down you see sort of gun holsters and ammo clips and if you have grenades they appear on your chest and then you have the knife on this chest so you kind of have to just look down and pull the knife out yourself I'm doing a lot of hand maneuvers here for the uh, the visual viewers but yeah you can pull a grenade off your, the right side of your chest you can look at it in front of you, pull the pin out, throw at enemies. There's just so many little cool things you can do, and it feels seamless. It it really feels like you are you don't have to think much about it. You can just pick out your gun and reload it. And the way you reload your gun is awesome as well. You have to kind of get the clip out, put the clip into the gun, cock the gun back. The I don't know what it's called on a gun. I've never owned a gun, but you have to pull a thing back and then cock it and shoot it. And it's just it just feels really cool and makes you feel really badass. So. Um, I've not played too much of it because I would like to actually stream that game on YouTube at some point, well on Twitch as well, but um, I'm going to go back and stream that I think, so play the whole experience. So other than that, I've been playing a few games on the PC as well on the VR side, which um, like I said, I was having issues with the Wi-Fi, but once I've got that uh, sorted out, it's been a blast, especially Superhot. Superhot VR has been a game that has been um, just crazy to me playing that game it's so immersive everything is in slow motion essentially where nothing moves until you move so people don't if someone's aiming a gun at you that bullet will not fire until you move and the speed you move determines the 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 speed you move determines the speed of the enemies and their bullets as well hi john nice to see you so it's very matrix like it's like a cross between the matrix and tron or something but someone will shoot a bullet at you and if you can really move slowly out of the way as if it's essentially like what neo does in the matrix where you can just look at the bullet flying past you and the way it just looks like it's there you just see a bullet fly past your face and it's just insane uh but it makes you feel like a badass that game you can pick up ninja stars and hatchets and throw them at enemies across the room you can use like a, a knife to slice a bullet through the air whilst you're shooting someone with your opposite hand it's just it's wild kdb says i need to check out some footage of super yeah yeah you need to watch some people live streaming or or i might even stream it at some point but it's just i don't know i i was like on my i was literally nearly near enough lying down on my living room floor hiding under a virtual barrel and then popping my hand out above this virtual barrel to shoot enemies and it's just yeah crazy crazy stuff super hot vr definitely recommended 
Uh, I've heard it's quite short, but it's just an experience that I think has really made me get into VR a bit more. Uh, I do have Half-Life Alex as well, which is one of the highest rated VR games. So I think that's a lot more like Resident Evil in the way it's sort of uses the mechanics of just the physics space stuff as well. So uh, I really can't wait to try that one, but being, me being me, I kind of want to play Half-Life 2 again before I do that, but we will see. I think I'm gonna, as soon as I get some space free on my hard drive, I will install Alex and just mess around in it because that seems to be the uh, go-to VR game at the moment. So that's it for what I've been playing. So let's get on to some of the news here. This is in no sort of order of importance, but first up I've got written down here is about Ubisoft Plus coming to the Xbox platform. And this kind of came about with the new Rainbow Six, I'm guessing it's sort of a more of a spin-off than a sequel called uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. It's more of a Left 4 Dead style monster horde type game. Uh, but that is actually coming to Game Pass day one on PC and console. So that is great news. I, I was intrigued to try that out, actually. So now having it on uh, Game Pass is great. But the whole thing about this story is that the way that Ubisoft sort of posted this on their Twitter account, it made it seem like Ubisoft Plus was going to be bundled in with Game Pass. Now, I don't know if that's just me or people just reading it wrong, but it, it seemed that way at first, and I got quite excited because... That has been the one thing I think that would really make Game Pass the the go-to, and a lot of people would would uh, choose that platform because of that. Because when you think about the sort of the big third-party titles, not only the more creative ones, but the ones that you, everyone has and everyone brings out every year, you have a lot of Ubisoft games. You have the U, the EA stuff, and you have xbox originals and all three of those things together if they were bundled in with game pass i wouldn't even mind paying a little bit more but having access to all of the assassin's creed games watchdogs far cry if they were a if they were able to be accessed day one on xbox like i think playstation would probably end up becoming the exclusive machine for a lot of people so um I thought that for a long time and when I saw that thing pop up on the news from Ubisoft I was like wow they're actually doing it and I think um, that would be it they did sort of tease like there would be something more coming along the line but I think if they're smart they would Microsoft would just pay for that service to be added in uh, because it would it would definitely get you a lot more money for your your bang for your buck as you say Lots of people thought the same, said KDB, about the Ubisoft and Game Pass. Yeah, it's just the way they, they, they worded it and the, the way they were saying they were working with Xbox. And I think a lot of people expected something like that anyway. So when they saw it, they were like, wow. But um, unfortunately not. But I thought it was something interesting to talk about and it would be good. It'd be a good thing. It'd be a great thing, actually, for games. I mean, it's only... Um, I mean, Ubisoft games are Ubisoft games. They tend to be very samey, but... The, having to, I do enjoy them, I do enjoy a lot of them and having the ability to play them day one on Game Pass would just uh, well, it would save me a lot of money and it will uh, just be awesome, you get to try out all of the different ones and you can go on the back catalogue and play any of the older ones whenever you felt like it John says, don't forget Microsoft bought Bethesda 2 yeah, that is, that is pff, the biggest one so far for me having the ability to play Starfield and I'm assuming Elder Scrolls and the next Fallout will be on their day one bundled in with the Game Pass. So, along with all the other ones, if there's remasters and stuff of three and four and all that, I'm, yeah, Microsoft is just winning in a big way in everything besides exclusives, really. And their exclusives are getting better as well. So, 
Uh, I don't like to sound like I'm a fanboy of either consoles here, but I'd, when I look at it, the, the bigger picture is that Xbox has only been doing great things recently, in my opinion. So we've already gone through that one, so uh, let's get rid of that picture. And on to the next one. Now, this is pretty low-key information here. This isn't the biggest news story, but um, I was really hooked in the first lockdown COVID period playing Elder Scrolls Online, and uh, I think I blasted through most of the, the expansions that were to date. The Morrowind one, there was Somerset, and then just as I was sort of petering out and people were going back to work, um, I got the Skyrim one. I can't remember what it was called, but I got a statue up there somewhere actually of it. Uh, but I really, really uh, was having a good time playing it. It's very different from your Elder Scrolls game and its mechanics, but I did have a blast with it. So they announced that they're going to be doing a new expansion chapter, um, which is going to be announced on January 27, I believe. And it's supposed to be an area that there's never been seen in the Elder Scrolls game before. So they released a trailer, which uh, if you are watching the visual version, there is a screen cap there from it. And it seems like it's more of a sort of coastal, uh, piratey sort of location. I'm not quite sure. It's on the coast. And we have an armoured dude there. He looks more like it's a Tamriel-style armour. Not Tamriel, a Cyrodiil-style armour. So I'm not quite sure where this takes place. But with it being the first expansion that we've not seen in the game, I believe. Maybe Somerset wasn't, but... Um, yeah, because they've done Oblivion last, and before that they did Skyrim, and we've had Morrowind, so it's it's going to be something fresh for, for new players, so I, I might have to try and get back on the bandwagon for that. John Burr said, I would like to see a remaster of Morrowind. Yeah, you're not the only one, because I never actually played Morrowind. I've only played about five or ten minutes of it, because it was on Game Pass. Um, my first one was Oblivion, and I loved Oblivion, and then on to Skyrim, and I guess I never really had time to go back to Morrowind. But, uh, yeah, a remaster of that would be fantastic. I mean, I think it would need more than just a visual uptick. I believe it. if they made it more like Skyrim, uh, it would be a... People would love it. It would be a great remake, and a lot of people get to experience a game that a lot of people say is the best Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, it was amazing back in the day. I remember seeing it. I, uh, I remember seeing it a lot, like, in rental stores. Uh, but in just... I didn't have the internet and people to tell me how hyped this game was and how much people were enjoying it. And in, in fact, I wasn't that big of a RPG uh, player back then. But yeah, so far ahead of its time, John says, yeah, definitely. And well, we can see where that went over the past 10, 15, maybe 20 years. Um with what we have now so hopefully starfield is the next big one that kind of changes the game and hopefully it lives up to the reputation of the previous games uh skyrim especially because that is the one that people still acclaim to be one of the the better ones there was a lot of a lot of negativity around fallout 4 but i really did still enjoy fallout 4 also so yeah new expansion for Elder Scrolls Online being announced on the 27th of January over on their Twitch page I believe maybe it's uh, Zenimax's I'm not quite sure but I can't wait to see what it is uh, and get hyped because the trailers are always pretty awesome it was hilarious that official Xbox mag gave it a single half page review said John Burr wow was that when it first released you probably have a whole magazine based on it now so next up, uh, I'm going to talk about a, a couple of things from CES, which is the, I'm not quite sure what that actually stands for, but it's a basically a technology 
event that they have in January. I think it's January every year, and they normally show off all the new technology, TVs, computers, and just anything really. So um, we had a couple of new GPUs, their graphics cards. So there's the, the 3090 Ti has been announced. Uh, which seems to be about 10-15% more powerful than the 3090 which is already a monster uh, if you can get your hands on one that is or if you want to pay the price for one I don't think well depending maybe if I get a promotion or something I don't think I'd um, uh, pay that amount of money for a graphics card consumer electric show John says that's what it stands for but um, yeah so I have a 3080 in my PC and that was I got it for a, the, the good value I got it for the actual price it was first released at which was 650 pounds uh, the 3090 itself is already i think 1200 so if this thing is going to be 1500 i mean it's probably actually cheaper than scalper prices of the the lesser cards but yeah i mean new cards and there was a 3050 as well more of a sort of budget price one for for maybe more casual gamers or people playing at 1080p so yeah they um announced another 30 series cards so let's see how they get on if people can actually buy them and i mean the more cards they bring out in this series it just means that the next 40 series is going to be even more powerful so uh, we'll see how my balance feels in a couple of years and if i want to upgrade eventually uh, but the the big thing that they announced at the consumer electric show thank you john is the playstation vr2 now i've just had a whole section on vr and how i never played it until now and um I'm absolutely loving the Quest and playing it on PC, and uh, now I've tried it, uh, I'm pretty pretty hooked on it. So the PlayStation VR 2 has been announced, there's no price or date of release. But the thing is, spec-wise, it sounds incredible. We have OLED screens in there with a HDR, and the pixel count is extremely high. I think, I believe it's one of the highest you can get. It might even be the highest. It might be more than the Valve Index. Um, it has a 110 field of view I think I don't actually know what a lot of the specs mean for these things but from what I've read it sounds like it's going to be a very very competitive VR headset uh, it does have to be plugged in with a wire which is unfortunate but I mean there's no other way of doing that unless you have hardware built into it or I guess you could have it stream from the console but it would be the same as me streaming the, the Quest gameplay via Wi-Fi onto the the headset so there's always there's always ways that it's never going to be as good as being wired with the whole bandwidth and it just not being crystal clear but i think one of the things with the vr headsets that you have to plug in i've always not wanted to do that up here because this is like a smaller computer room but my my ps5 is downstairs in the living room so if i was to pick one up it wouldn't be that much of a problem having a direct wire just to the headset to try it out and there's going to be a lot of sort of sony exclusives i think that i will be uh, intrigued to play with the announced the horizon spin-off called horizon call to the mountains with a little tiny gameplay trailer and that showed off just someone looking up at a tall neck in a boat and yeah i'm just glad to see that they're sort of getting right back into this they're, they're not just seeing seeing it as a gimmick they're trying to sort of push it forward because the technology is actually it is really awesome and uh, i can't wait to see what comes of this depending on the price point we'll see if i do get to pick one up around launch or not um i can't see it not being expensive but i can't see it being the same price as the console so a uk price of a ps5 if you can get one is around 450 pounds so 
I'm going to weigh in there and say that it's probably going to be about £400 for this VR headset and um, if the specs stand up to what it says and the reviews are good, uh, I'd definitely be tempted to checking this out. Okay, next up, uh, we are going to be talking about Fallout again briefly, but the uh, the Amazon Fallout TV, series, TV series has been greenlit, so it's going ahead, and I think it's being made by the people who made Westworld, or at least produced it. It's Jonathan Nolan, I believe. So, uh, yeah, this is quite exciting, actually, because we know that Amazon has been throwing some big boy budgets around with the Lord of the Rings series, so... Hopefully um, this gets the production value it needs because I think with them doing The Last of Us on HBO and stuff, these kind of shows need to be just visually stunning and that's like the only thing that will put me off watching something like this if it's just the budget's not there, the writing's not there. But Fallout definitely has a lot of, um, what's the word? A lot of content to pack in there. It's just it's got, it's going to be curious about what they're going to do with it, which angle they're going to take, because obviously one of the main allure about Fallout is that you are the uh, the person in the wasteland. You're getting to witness these things as you see them. So, with it being more of a well, I'm assuming more generic storytelling device or having characters. Uh, it's going to be a different effect than the game, but if you're doing a different form of medium, that's what you want really. So I just hope that the uh, the writing and the visuals and everything and the budget is is there for it. So I'm not sure when it's actually releasing, and it's probably not going to be until 2023. But yeah, that's something I'm very interested in. We get to see a lot more of these uh, video game adaptions into TV series and movies now than ever, and um, give me them all. I don't mind. Where is the uh, the Guillermo del Toro produced Bloodborne TV series? That is what I want. So KDB said that he predicts £499 for the VR headset. And yeah, could well possibly. It doesn't surprise me that that price point. I mean, how much was the PlayStation 3? It's £600 or something like that. So um, I, it could easily be that. But I just feel like if you price it more than the console itself, people will not be happy about that. Uh, he's keen for the Fallout show also. We know KDB is a huge Fallout and uh, sort of open-world Bethesda-style game uh, fan. He has his his own uh, podcast on that as well. I think it's Tales from the Wastelands. I'm going to get that wrong, but um, yeah. Uh, KDB has a great podcast as well, so check that out if you're interested. You can be found on my Twitter somewhere. So, uh, I really hope for a pre-war opening sequence, seeing them bombs drop. Haha, <laughs> thanks mate, no problem dude. Yeah, I've, I've got a feeling that if they're going to be doing this, there's it's probably going to be a mix mash of Inside the Vault and pre-war flashbacks with the first episode ending with like them walking out of the vault. So I feel like they will be doing a lot of sort of time stuff with it just to kind of maximize how much content they can get in a short period of time but i'm interested in it it's surprising they're not going ahead with like an elder scrolls tile type of tv series but i guess we'll see how well this one does bring on more of these uh, video game tv series as long as they are good uh still not sure what's going to be going on with the resident evil one when that comes out but yeah i'm all there for it i'm definitely going to check it out so the last story we have to cover today is for The Last of Us. Now, I think this has been recently posted, or even if it was at CES, by Neil Druckmann, saying that they're working on multiple different things in-house. 
So um, the Last of Us remake, which was, I think it was actually confirmed, I'm not sure, but it's rumoured to be coming this year. Now, yeah, a lot of people have said that this game doesn't need a remake, and it doesn't, because it looks fantastic on the PlayStation 3, and it looks great on the PlayStation 4, but am I going to say no to playing it again with the PS5 technologies of adaptive dual sense and high resolutions and all of that and the new engine no i'm gonna play it so if it comes out the first game is great i'm gonna play it so um but they're saying they're working on multiple things as well so we have uh, last of us part two director's cut which is uh, i think that's still rumored as well we never saw an actual sort of uphaul for the the ps5 console we saw a 60 frames per second patch but that game is pushing the technology of that PlayStation so hard already. So uh, to see what they can do with this console is going to be great. So I'm thinking that they're going to bring out a sort of big bundle, maybe towards the end of the year, where you get the director's cut of Last of Us 2, the factions multiplayer, which has been a long time in waiting because I really, really loved the Last of Us factions multiplayer on the original game back in the day on the PlayStation 3 and even the PS4 remaster. But... Uh, I feel like they're going to be putting a lot of time into making this more of its own thing, more like a sort of battle royale ongoing game. There's rumours it's going to be free to play, but I just want to play it at this point because it's been a long time since uh, The Last of Us Part 2 came out. Um, just put it out there, I absolutely love The Last of Us Part 2. I'm probably going to get some hate there for it, but yeah, loved everything about that game. So if we get a trifecta there of a... Last of Us Part 1 Remake, Last of Us 2 Director's Cut, and Factions all bundled together, then yeah, that'll be me sorted for whenever it comes out. John says it might do a pack like Half-Life Orange Box. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. We spoke about Half-Life earlier. Well, I mean, I'm wearing a Half-Life t-shirt here for visual viewers. Um, I really want to play Half-Life 2 again now before I play Alex on the VR. But yeah, I'm excited for that, and I've only gotta assume that the last of us either the first game the remake or part two is going to be coming to pc at some point as well with uncharted 4 and lost legacy coming to the pc uh, i think it's only a matter of time really so uh, i always get torn between buying these ps5 next gen updates or just waiting to see if it comes to pc because we now know that death stranding is getting a director's cut on the pc also uh, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but I think Ghost of Tsushima is coming to the PC as well. So it's a kind of it's always a battle for me to decide whether I should just buy it on the PlayStation or wait for a PC version. So, anyways, guys, so that is all for today, topic wise. I hope you've had a, uh, a good time listening, and I hope you had a great Christmas and New Year, like I already said. Uh, thanks for stopping by. If you're watching this live on YouTube, on Twitch, even. If you're watching this on YouTube or on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you are watching or listening to this, thank you so much. And uh, I guess I will see you with Podcast 7 soon. And hopefully we have some great information to speak about. So thanks, everyone, and see you in the next one.